0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Welcome, guys. We are here for an emergency podcast episode. We are live right now on YouTube, so this will be uploaded later on if you are not able to get to it. Or will now, if you are listening to it on Apple and Spotify, now you are here. Welcome, guys, to the Blue Stable Podcast, emergency pod edition. The Colts just reported a few minutes ago, the Colts have given Jonathan Taylor and his camp permission to seek a trade. Now, things look like they're starting to move a little bit here, but there's still probably some uh, trickery stuff that is going to happen here. But me, myself and Marcus are here to talk to you guys about it. So, I I, I mean, I, I don't really know who was first with it. I know Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport came out with it with the news first. Now the question becomes: Okay, well, where does all this stem from? Things have been pretty quiet on that on that end. Jonathan Taylor left the team, went to go like rehab and stuff like that, um, stepped away from the team. Shane Steichen talked earlier uh, this this weekend about it, saying Jonathan Taylor should be back with the team. When asked about a timetable to his return, he said, "I don't have any timetable." Okay. Again, all of this has been really murky. Everything's been getting weird. No one's committing to anything officially. Steichen came out and said Jonathan Taylor should be traveling with the team next week to Philadelphia. Okay. I mean, Philadelphia is close to his hometown. So is he making that trip to, you know, be closer to family? Who knows? I don't know. But Marcus, yes, there we go. Here we go with uh, pulling up the X. Man, I got to keep correcting like, hey, okay, it's X now. Okay, so now everything is moving full circle. And again, we all know how we got here, okay? Uh, and The weirdest thing in all of this, Marcus, is still... It it still baffles me how he gets a surgery in January, is given a four- to six-week recovery period. And somehow, here in August, he has to step away from the team... Not just the team, their physical therapists, their doctors, everything. He has to step away from them to get treatment outside of the Colts in August. Not March, not April, in August. We are two weeks away from, from week one, two and a half or so. And everything is still murky on that end. So that's, that, that's number one right there. Like, What in the world is going on here? Obviously, you had all the drama going on. We all know that full story. We we know it as well. All right, Marcus, what what what's your opinion to this? This news dropping now. He's being given permission, right now. Being given permission is not the same. To the Colts are looking for a trade because they're giving him permission to look for one. They're not actively calling teams. They want teams to call them. So, what what are your thoughts on this, man?
2: Um. I mean, I'm not shocked by it. You know, once this whole thing started from the beginning with the whole agent and everything situation, it's like, okay, Jonathan Taylor doesn't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Um, Even his agent has the same intention. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you come to a point, especially knowing this business, we're not experts about the NFL business, but we know, like, this isn't the first time we've seen this type of situation with a player that wants out. It's totally normal. It just happens to be our team at this point. So, I'm kind of not shocked at it at all like once this news dropped today i was just like oh okay well this is expected like we realized that he didn't want to be there me being at training camp seeing jonathan taylor with this hoodie on he didn't want to be there the excuse that he had to leave the colts after he came back to you know to you know the excuse of absence and they granted it okay it was mixed signals it was like maybe something's going on maybe this has something to do with the trade all of these things are part of the process of making the player not want to be there anymore and you know accepting his trade value of course ersay you know took the political stance of you know we want him to still be here if he moves on da 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 change of stance we get it but that's the that's the answer you want to give to the media to not show that okay we're getting rid of this player because it's going to make you make your team look bad the organization from the organization standpoint so it's like i understand you know him wanting out, and this was my my prediction this whole time, even since it started. So I wasn't shocked at all. I know other fans are like, "Oh, maybe they was working it out." You know that they had a sense of faith that he was gonna stay, but it's like in reality, we knew he was leaving. It, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, and what you showed earlier from Stephen Holder, per the sources, the Colts are seeking a first round pick or a package of of picks that equates to the value of a first-round pick. Marcus, they delusional as hell. They are delusional as hell. And again, you know, we're sitting here talking about it. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't. Bro, this is part of the frustration that me personally, this is just me personally that I can speak for myself. This is part of the frustration that goes into negotiations like, okay, No, we don't want to pay you right now because you have all these questions. You missed your first practice in 15 years. You missed your first game in 15 years. You, for for the first time, you had fumbles and all this stuff. We don't want to give you your money. Oh, you want out? Okay, we need the best offer possible. How does that make any sense? So you're not valuing him when he's asking for money, but when teams want him, oh, now you value him to the utmost. Bro, we talking about a running back. We love Jonathan Taylor. We love Jonathan Taylor. A first-round pick for a guy who is not a third-down back, who is not good at pass blocking. What are we doing?
2: I think they're doing what's best for the organization, just like any other organization would do. Like when we mentioned, I think it was in the Elite Chat when we were talking about, I think uh, we were talking about something, and I was like, in my head, I was like, if this was any other team, not the Colts, it would be the same scenario, so I don't know why so many fans are shocked or like, oh, the Colts are doing this, are so they're blaming Ballard or blaming Ursa. It's like this player is asking to break the bank for like to set a new market. That's a lot of money going to a guy, you know, coming off of a a bad season, even though he like put the team on his back for like three plus years. But he's asking for a lot of money, and if you're not willing to do that, it's like all right, seek a trade. And of course, you want uh, you want the player to get paid, but from an organization organization standpoint, it's like this guy is asking for a lot, and you know, all right, you know they want the Colts are not planning to trade him. That's what they came out with. But now they're seeking a trade, so it's like, so you know what? We're going to show you. We're going to ask for all of these things. That's not possible. That teams are not going to do just to show you you're not going anywhere. So mm-hmm. the Colts don't want to trade him. So they're going to put out a package. That's gonna have other teams like what all of this for this guy and a contract? now nah, deal's off. So unless they come down to a deal where it's like a second or a third, John Taylor's not going on anywhere. He's not. So I mean, it's all smoke screens at this point in my eyes.
1: Yeah, and Luke Verkamp, our photographer here, our CWO here at the Blue Stable, he says here I think it's getting blown, uh, blown out. Eckler and Lamar both got permission to seek a trade, and both are still with the teams and no drama. Boy, what what would I give to be a Chargers fan or a Ravens fan right now? Um, w- once again, you know, drama, drama around the Colts, drama that's spiraled from the Colts, or in this case, from both parties, more so Jonathan Taylor in his camp, more than the Colts in this uh, per- predicament here. But e- even to their case, Eckler, okay, yeah, he spoke out, but he never had his agent beefing with them uh, on on Twitter or behind the scenes. And from what I've gathered, there has been some really heated conversations behind the scenes. So this is still taking, you know, some time to figure out again, like the Colts are seeking a first round pick. You you know, man, that that's just, like like you said, could it be smoke streams? They're saying what they want. Because again, is that gonna be the start of the conversation? But if you get into these negotiations, and the popular one right now is Miami. Okay, let's just say Miami, Miami, since they lost out on Dalvin Cook, they were gonna pay Dalvin Cook what five, six million dollars. It's a pretty big jump to lose out on paying Dalvin Cook one year six million dollars, then to transition to giving away a second round pick and paying Jonathan Taylor 13 million. That's a pretty big jump to, to me. And if I'm Miami, why would I do that? Well, honestly, why, why am I going to do that? The issues on my team are not solved by Jonathan Taylor because, again, Jonathan Taylor without an offensive line is not who Jonathan Taylor is. So wh- what exactly are we doing? Again, when, when it comes to this situation, I'm okay with this statement of saying, okay, no, we want a first-round pick or a package of picks that equates to that. that. That's one thing. But if you're going to sit on your high horse this entire time, drag this out, and I've been I, I've been open about this, I have spoke out about this. If you're going to continue to just put your ego in front of what's better for this team, put this cloud over the head of your rookie quarterback, your young offense, your rookie head coach, and your your team in general. And every single game, Marcus, you know what we're gonna be talking about? What would it would it have been different if Jonathan Taylor was out there while he's sitting at home? You know we're gonna talk about it. You know they're gonna get asked about it after every game. Oh, would it have been different if Jonathan Taylor was out there? Again, why would you put that through their player, through your players? Why would you want that? Anthony Richardson, man. We're happy to 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 have you here in Indianapolis, man. But uh Go ahead and deal with this. Yeah, go, go, go ahead and deal with that. Like, dude, is it really worth it at this
2: point? I mean, these guys are professionals, too, though. I mean, they deal with pressure all their lives and this just little situation. I don't think it'll change anything. Of course, the media is going to be the media at the end of the day, so you're going to have to deal with the media um, regardless of the situation. It could be Jonathan Taylor. It could be a head coach firing like last year with the Jets Saturday situation. It's just – how do you respond to that? And, I mean, it's normal. It's just it's normal pressure. This situation is not any different from anything else. It's just how do you present yourself when the question comes aboard. So, um, I, don't, I don't think it'll affect Richardson. I don't think it'll affect Coach Shane Steichen. All of this is pretty much a normal technique, especially when it comes to media. So, they're going to present themselves professionally. I don't think anybody will go out, outlandish or go any way out of it when it comes to this question when they do ask them. So I mean, even when they when we asked them at training camp, like they kept, they was pretty much professional. Uh, they didn't say anything crazy about Jonathan Taylor. They didn't say anything crazy about the team. These guys are professionals, so I think I think they'll be fine when it comes to that.
1: Yeah, I can you hear me? Yeah, okay, okay, good, just want to make sure. I, I, I agree to an extent, but again, it just goes back to this uh, to this notion that yes, okay, you're professionals. Deal with the drama. Be professionals. Be grown men. Be about your business. But have you not put this organization in the city through enough drama already? Have you not put it through there? Like, At some point, are you just tired of drama or are we just going to be in middle school every other week? More drama. Every other season, more drama, more drama, more drama, more drama in the public eye on ESPN. And we know Indianapolis Colts don't get on ESPN, but when you get on ESPN, it's for some B.S., when do you want that to stop at some point your culture that you care about so much that you've been preaching for seven years has at some point got to reflect that at some point like two big things that chris ballard has preached since day one he has fallen short of culture and the trenches if there's just two things that he preaches every single time he gets in front of the media they have failed failed in terms of he hasn't done enough or he does it too much and it's bad for the team so
0: again now getting everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Away from that, let's actually talk about trades, actually. Okay? Do you have a trade in mind? Like, during this whole time, ever since this thing started, you have a trade in mind that you would possibly take if you were the Colts?
2: Mm, I just would try to take something that's not too much but something that's reasonable maybe like a like we said a second would be the highest bid but if it's a third and some change i'm fine with that as well i just will want to do what's best for the organization and the player so jonathan taylor's pretty much been you know he's been in a positive spirits a good guy for the Colts for a while so if they do like they they did grant his permission i wonder if they do grant the team he wants to go to or you know see what things of that nature and if they're petty, if they're going to ship them off to maybe, like, the Lions or something like that, or a team that's not contending, it's interesting, though. But for me personally, I would I would be fine with a second or a third pick. I don't need that much. Like, the Colts are in contention of rebuilding anyway. So when it comes to what we want, we just had a good draft last year. So I'm pretty fine with what ballot or what they're going to draft. But I would just like some picks in return, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I I would rather picks. You're in rebuild mode. You're in evaluation mode. You're not in Super Bowl contending mode. You don't need players right now. Although if you got a young player, I wouldn't complain. But right now, it's got to be about building this team up, building this team up. One trade that I did mention earlier uh, this this month, and I'm going to bring it back up again. I'll call Dallas. Once again, I'll call Dallas and I'll ask, what is the price? Is Jonathan Taylor good enough for a return of Tony Pollard and a second round pick? that that's what i'm asking i have asked now i live in texas now so there's plenty of cowboy fans to ask but those that i have asked they say immediate no to to the request i'm not giving you tony pollard in second round for jonathan taylor because they view tony pollard as a better player than than jonathan taylor and it's not outlandish to say that because again tony pollard is a better black blocker than jonathan taylor he's a better receiving threat than jonathan taylor and he could and he could do Damage in between the tackles, like Jonathan Taylor. So, on the surface, yeah, John, Tony Pollard is more valuable than Jonathan Taylor. I would still call Dallas and say, "Hey, what do you think about this? You still get a power back, and we all know Dallas needs that because relying on Dak to do something is not going to get you far. So, if you can get Jonathan Taylor, you're in contending mode now. So, we give you an All-Pro running back. You give us a young player like Tony Pollard, and Hey, give us a second, a third-round pick. In the comments, let me know would you do that trade. I have another trade uh, for you guys as well. Let me get this together. I am calling um, I'm calling Tampa Bay. I'm calling Tampa Bay, and I'm asking them, hey, would you give us a third and a fourth? Because over in the AFC South, I don't think Tampa Bay is in a position to rebuild. Not when you got guys like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, and you got those offensive line players. You got the defensive line. You got those vets in the secondary you're not you're not rebuilding anything. You're still trying to contend, and in the AFC South, the AFC South is wide open. So I'm calling Tampa Bay, and I'm asking them, Jonathan Taylor, you get Jonathan Taylor, and you give us in a third and a fifth. Would you would you do that, Marcus?
2: You said a third and a fifth for Jonathan Taylor.
1: A third and a fifth from Tampa Bay.
2: Like I said, yeah. Uh, if we can get multiple picks, I'm I'm fine with whatever what team whatever team asks us for it. Um, Regarding the uh, the, pilot, the pilot trade, I don't think we need a running back in return, to be honest. I think we're fine, especially with the system we have in hand. With uh, a mobile quarterback like Anthony Richardson, I don't think we necessarily need like a top running back. Well, we're good with the depth that we have. We have receiving running backs as well. So the Shane Slyton system and a mobile quarterback in Anthony Richardson, if we can get some picks or maybe some type of O-line depth or something like that in that nature that can help like plug-in pieces, plug-in talent, I'm totally fine with that.
1: We got another question here and this is from my guy here. I really appreciate uh his engagement. Hey Mike, who's the one that requested the trade? He has zero leverage. Ballard uh Ballard either gets what he wants or JT stays. Hey, I mean, I think that's how Ballard is feeling right now. I'm going to get what I want or Jonathan Taylor, you're just going to have to stay here. Bottom line. And who requested the trade? Jonathan Taylor. If he can't get what he wanted, he's requesting the trade. He's the one asking for the trade in this the colts are finally kind of giving him some leeway as of right now giving him permission to seek a trade so that seems to be what's going on right now let's go ahead and get through the rest of these kawa is the one that has to find the trade partner not the colts yeah exactly the colts have given jonathan taylor and his camp permission to seek which means they're not calling anybody they're not busting anybody's door down to take jonathan taylor off their hands they're just sitting in the catbird seat and hey we'll let the offers come as they may even though there might not be that many offers. Going here, if there was only uh if only there was a team that was one running back away from a Super Bowl, yeah, we're not in that age of football anymore where you're a running back away from a Super Bowl. It's more like if you're a receiver, a linebacker, a corner, a, a tackle, or anything like that. Three, four. Man, come on. What, what else are you gonna get? Three four. You're not happy with the third and fourth round pick. Are you kidding me? Dude, you're not getting anything more than that. I want us to understand. Asking for a first round pick of a guy who is not a third down back, does not is not a receiving threat, and is a bad pass blocker is not netting you a first round pick. It's just not. Now, Chris Ballard, of course, he's the general manager. He's gonna he's a tough negotiator. That's where you're gonna start. But come on, man. Let's be a little let's be a little bit realistic here. If you trade with Tampa, you got to get Rashad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad with it. I think, I think again, personally, I'm in this mode. I want to see the young guys play. I don't want to take any reps away from guys like Deion Jackson, guys like Evan Hall. I don't want to take reps away from those guys. Because, again, this is the running back position. If you have an offensive line in front of you, you can produce. Give me a second and a running back. Hey, Well, then you like calling Dallas and uh, getting Tony Pollard in and, and, uh, second back. Let's go. Definitely think the Colts said if you can find a trade partner that will pay you, then go right ahead. Definitely. It seems like they're giving that Colts shoulder like, okay, you think you can find somewhere else better? Go ahead. We'll we'll be right here when you get back. Right, right, Marcus? Yes, sir. Yeah. It seems like it's, they're, they're in that part of their relationship where like, hey, well, I think we can upgrade here. Hold on. I think we're just fine right now. Okay, well, I need something better. I need to go above my means or whatever the case may be. All right, let's go. Luke! Us Colts fans gotta it, accept it won't be close to what Christian McCaffrey got. Thank you. The voice of reason in the comments, Luke Verkamp, Hallelujah. You're just not getting what, what uh what Carolina got. You're just not. It's not realistic. Christian McCaffrey can do it all. When Jonathan Taylor can do all like Christian McCaffrey can, that's when we start making well, not making, that's when we get serious about that asking price. First and a second is what should be expected, not third and a fourth. I, I still don't understand who we expect to give up a, a first or a second for a freaking running back. Uh, I mean, this isn't Ryan Grixon here. With Chris Ballard, there's no, there's no Ryan Grixons in the NFL ready to give up a first rounder for a running back. A third and a fifth would end it and have some potential because we just don't know what pick will turn out great. Very true. But when you're Chris Ballard, those ranges of three to five, especially that area, he he tends to hit in that area. He was drafted in the second round after what he's done in the league. His worth is definitely at least that I would strongly disagree with that. Strongly. But again, you do make a point because again, you see those games, that MVP year he had in 2021, where Carson Wentz couldn't do anything and he had to carried the entire franchise on his literal back for them to be relevant. But then again, having Jonathan Taylor didn't get you to the playoffs that year, did it? JT and his agent can both uh, go give me two twos. Hey, Again, I tweeted it earlier. If Chris Ballard nets a first or a second for Jonathan Taylor, it would be incredible. He deserves executive of the year just by that move alone. He deserves executive of the year if he nets that for Jonathan Taylor. And I'm not ruling it out because Chris Ballard does get some good value back sometimes in, in, in trades. Now, obviously, we don't need to revisit the Carson Wentz trade. But um, all right. Last one here. It's smart to ask for way more than negotiate down. Exactly. Which is why I kind of understand that Marcus was the first one on this before me. It, it's smart to just start there. Negotiate tough negotiate tough. Just like Marcus, just like when we go to, to an interview, like we, we go in there with our number and then that's when the negotiation starts. So you want to start high and then work your way down. You want to be reasonable and also professional at the same time. Mm-hmm. Marcus, before we hop off here, man, cause we wanted to give the guys a, a short, short show and really talk about what was going on here. Mm-hmm. Two things right now. Do you think they find a trade partner either now or at the trade deadline? and, Just throw a team out there. Who do you think that might be?
2: Do I think they find one? No. If they do, what team would it be? A team that needs a running back. It could be. Well, I don't think it would be an AFC team, but if it was, I think the Broncos would be a really good suitor for a guy like a Jonathan Taylor. Um, If it was an NFC team, Mm, interesting. Yeah, the Dolphins. I agree, Luke. The Dolphins is a team that could use it. If it feels the NFC team, though, I don't know. A team that's willing to take the Vikings. Yeah. I think I mentioned the Vikings when we first started this whole situation, I'll be honest. The Vikings, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I would say, yeah, the Vikings, because they don't have a true number one.
1: I really just want what's best for this young team. Like, okay, I really don't care what the return is, honestly, because I am I think we all should just want to move away from the drama and really just want to focus, because it's been nice the last week or so, really just focusing on football, the joint practices, and really talking about who's making a stamp on this team and getting ready for that final cut down, who's in, who's out. That's been fun. But we really should not want this cloud – hanging over Lucas Oil Stadium and just filling the stadium with just negative energy every Sunday when there's a home game. We really don't want that, especially week one, Anthony Richardson making his debut. We shouldn't want that. And there there was, I believe, Justina Anderson tweeted out that the Cowboys are not immediately discussing a trade for Jonathan Taylor. So again, I'm calling, I'm saying, hey, Tony Pollard in a third round pick. Who says no, right? Who says no? I think Dallas does, but we'll see. Jerry Jones is a little bit greedy, so we may be able to uh, take something from him as well. So other than that, guys, that's going to complete it for this episode of the Blue Stable Podcast. Thank you for joining in for this emergency pod. We're going to be back later on in the week to talk about the preseason game with Philadelphia, and if there's any new updates with this current situation, we will also talk about that and more this coming Thursday. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe to The Blue Stable on YouTube and following on Twitter. All of our socials, we're everywhere already, and also listening on Apple and Spotify and all of your podcast platforms. So Other than that, guys, thank you for tuning into this show. It's been fun, and make sure you tweet at us at The Blue Stable on x.com or tweet at me or Marcus and... You know, if, if NFL ever had a trade machine, I think it would be firing up. That's one thing I love about the NBA that has over the NFL, because they got that trade machine that is just working, although their cap situation is a little bit more easier to figure out than the NFL is. So other than that, guys, make sure you get at us with your trade requests, trade, you know, your mock trades and everything like that, guys. And we'll see you. Uh, we will see you on the other side of this. Maybe a trade does go down. Other than that. See ya.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time.